0: Is mainstream school failing your kids? The pandemic, with all the changes to schooling and daily life, is a moment of opportunity to rethink the educational path that works best for you and for your kids. So the question is, how can we as parents find alternative solutions that aren't necessarily having to do it all ourselves, or pay for programs that we can't afford? I'm Jerry Kirk. And I'm Graham Kirk. Join us as we talk with families thriving on their own path We shared practical tips wins and challenges they've been through to help you on yours we interview educational experts and parent entrepreneurs with education solutions for the modern age so parents wanting a better alternative can make confident informed choices welcome to the modern education movement podcast you're ready for change and so are we welcome back to the modern education movement podcast for parents with young children This pandemic is particularly challenging, right? You know, kids, they want and they need to move, to play, to experience life with all of their senses. And as parents, none of us really want our kids glued to screens for hours at a time, being passive content consumers. Yet so often that's what's happening right now. Well, my guest today, Drew Vernon, is passionate about creating a playful, stimulating experience for young kids. Now he's a father of three himself. And you know, for years he ran his own daycare facility. So, you know, he's got some skin in the game. And he's now the US marketing lead at Tony's. And they have this really interesting product, this Tony Box. It's a popular audio system. And, and what it does is it uses screen-free storytelling and these cute little playful characters that really bring the stories to life. As I was learning more about it, I was really excited about this one particular feature. And that's if like if you're a parent or a loved one who can't be with that child uh, in person. Well, you can read a story or you can send a message through the 20 box right to your child. And for me, that's just a great way for say grandparents and grandkids to connect with each other as well. There's now over 1 million 20 boxes across Europe. And just recently they've become available in North America. So today we'll take a closer look at this unique product, which has been burst out of two dads desires to do something meaningful for their kids. And we'll also explore the role of play in early childhood development. So Drew, welcome to the show.
1: It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm delighted to have you and really intrigued by um, this, this invention that's uh, really just flying off the shelves. You mentioned earlier, before we started recording, it's like the fastest growing toy company in Europe. So you've, you've really hit. Um, I need in a a really powerful way. So first off, just like, how are you doing personally right now?
1: (laughs) I'm doing well, I think, you know, I've adjusted to kind of what we call the new normal, I think it's going to keep swinging, you know, as spring comes. And as we get the vaccine rolled out, I think things are going to change a little bit more. But that's the name of the game right now is uh, just adapting.
0: For sure. And the one thing I don't know is how old are your kids?
1: Yeah. So uh, you mentioned I've got three kids. Uh, my oldest daughter is 11. My son is eight and my youngest daughter is five.
0: Awesome. So let's dive a little bit into the these Tonys things. So why to just kind of explain to people a little bit more about uh, what exactly a Tony box is and then we can kind of dive into the backstory.
1: Yeah, sure. And I've got one here. It helps with my demonstration. So some of your listeners may not see this, but this is a Tony box right here. It's a smart speaker for kids. It's screen free and it was started over in germany by a couple of dads who met on the board of a preschool together and one of the things that they noticed was that their children's teacher was using cd player to play songs and stories in the classroom they thought to themselves gosh cds have been around forever they're clunky at this point, they scratch, they break. And most importantly, young kids can't use them without adult supervision. So they designed this Tony box as an answer and an update to that technology. So what it is, is it's a speaker that is figure based, where instead of CDs, you have these little figures called Tonys. And you put the Tonys on the top of the box, there's a little platform, they're magnetic. And so they'll stick on the box, even if you turn them upside down and it will begin to play the content as soon as you wake it up. So I want to mention that the speaker itself is surrounded by a layer of foam, a padding, so you can actually squeeze it. So it's something that can stand up to young kids. And that's really the the gist of uh, the Tony box.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty self-destructive. And, and just, you know, looking at it, obviously, for listeners, you won't be able to see it, but it's it just looks really, really fun. You know, it's enticing to want to go over and... and, and engage with it I want to play with it
1: <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is really you know we've got these characters and we're growing our library all of the time with different content most of what we've launched with in the U.S. is more kind of preschool focused ages kind of three four five but we are continuing to release new content including nonfiction content that's going to appeal to older kids and really uh, with the creative Tonys which are the, the ones that come empty you can put any type of content on there that you want so you could put an audiobook you can put your own songs stories poems you you know, bedtime stories from grandma and grandpa. So there was really no age limit in that regard, because it's uh, just kind of a smart device for playing any type of audio content.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So yeah, as as you said, it kind of came out of the back garage of a couple dads in Germany, Yeah, tell us a bit more about the the backstory.
1: Yeah, so I I think, you know, we've seen like this shift to audio, Uh, you know, a lot of people are into podcasts in a way that they weren't, you know, even, you know, three, four, five years ago, I, I think they saw audio as being, you know, a trend. And the Tony box is really an extension of what adults are already doing with podcasts and streaming audio and to bring, you know, that screen free experience to kids, and they wanted to do it in a fun way. So that's where kind of the the, because the Tony box, I would say it's not quite a toy, but it's not quite just a tech device. It's kind of the, the integration of both. And so In addition to the the playing of the content, you still have the collectability of the figures. You still have very tactile experience. And and I wanna show a a demo of how it works. So I've got Peter Rabbit, we just launched Peter Rabbit here. You squeeze the ear on the Tony box, it's gonna wake up and make a little wake up noise. And it's gonna start playing, you know, the content that uh, is on the Peter Rabbit Tony. Actually, this might be the first time I've used this guy on the box. So he's actually gonna download the story onto the box. There he goes right here. You should be able to hear the music. Yeah. And then the tactile I remember Peter
0: rabbit. <laughs> Going back to my, my picturing grade grade one class now.
1: Yeah. You can pause it by taking them off the box. That's your pause function. And your, your track selection or chapter selection is just by giving it a good whack on the side of the box. So kids love this. It'll make a little noise and it'll chapter select. So you know the kids love giving it a good whack, and that's part of the tactile play experience. Yeah,
0: that's, and that's that's the interesting thing about it, is you as you mentioned kind of earlier. The focus really is on enabling the kids to kind of control their experience and not requiring an adult to make things happen. So yeah, I think that's, that's super cool. Let's talk a bit more about like the importance of not having everything through screen time. And, and you know, I'd love to hear more from your perspective, from even from a research perspective, why that's so critical in the, er- the early childhood years.
1: Yeah, sure. I've done a little bit of reading. I think a lot of the play associations and and children's development associations typically they recommend an hour of screen time per day, and that was kind of the generally accepted duration. That's kind of what I tried to hold myself to pre-pandemic. I think with the pandemic, that parental guilt that used to set in at an hour has flown out the window. I think a lot of people transitioned from going into the office to working at home. Childcare shut down. A lot of people were just trying to. Get by, and and the easiest way to do that, because you know, if you give your kid a, some crayons or some paints or a lot of these things that are fun for kids, are fun for kids for about ten minutes,
0: <laughs> and then right, they're, like, right.
1: they're they're uh, nipping at your heels again. And so we default to screens. We put on Netflix. We put on tablets. We put on iPhones. And there's a time and a place for for screens, and there's a lot of great educational content. But it's still a screen, and not to mention all of the remote learning taking place that's still a screen, even if it's from your teacher or if it's a school assignment, that's still a screen. And so I think we've kind of numbed ourselves a little bit and desensitized to the amount of time that uh, our kids are in front of screens. And so we're positioning ourselves to be an alternative to that, not a replacement, but a a supplement and a tool for parents to bring a screen-free experience to kids to kind of take that screen away for a period of time each day.
0: Yeah, I I know for me, I think it's really important to develop imagination and to to foster that, right? I mean, when you read a, it's kind of like you read a book and then you you watch the movie version of the book and they're like so different than, than what's in the mind and you're like that's why i think that's why it's so often it's disappointing because it was just like kind of one one interpretation of this the story and that's the the challenge with having a story through a screen is it's that's just that one one image one possibility of what the story could be like and and when you're listening to listening to audio you still have that chance to kind of manufacture that as a child, or, or
1: yeah, I really truly think creativity is a muscle, imagination is a muscle. And if you're being given a story on a screen, it's a very passive experience. It's showing you exactly how the world is coming together for the story that you're watching. And when you do that in a screen free way, when you read a book or when you listen to a Tony, that puts the creative responsibility on the listener. And that's really what helps you become a more creative thinker because you are imagining that and the creative responsibility is on your own mind.
0: You know, I know the Tony Box has just been around for a few years. Have you had a chance to now kind of like do some some studies or research and seeing some of the, the impact of the Tony Box on, on kids and let's say on families in, in general?
1: Yeah, we're starting to. I think, you know, for us being, you know, a tech toy company, like our, our biggest indication that's working is just that it's selling. In Germany, they call it Tony Mania. They're flying off the shelves. It's a household name over there. We're hoping to, to kind of do that here. On the academic,
0: yeah. Just for those who are listening, that's that's where it started. The the two dads were from Germany.
1: Yeah, for sure. So it's definitely hitting a nerve and the value is there and it's inherent, I think, from more of like a research or an academic side. We we've started a program called Tony's for teachers here in the US. We've gotten into several hundred classrooms just in a couple of months and spreading very quickly. And we're starting to get anecdotal feedback that this is helping kids with their attention. Uh, attention is more focused. Uh, they're less distracted. We're using the creative Tonies in the classroom to pre-record lessons and activities so that if you go to circle time, the teacher can just say, hey, go to the corner, put your creative Tony on the box, and it's going to take you through your next activity. So when children understand what the next activity is and what they're expected to do, then they're not poking their neighbors as much. And, and, and so we're just seeing like a lot of benefits, but we're, we're still kind of gathering it from a more quantitative, Perspective.
0: Got you. Yeah. And curious too, like, I mean, I still think there's a, there's a huge importance in like parents modeling, you know, the value of, of reading and taking the time to read themselves or, or read with their, their kids. What would you say has sort of been the impact on Tony's in positive or in a negative way, say in that side of, I guess, the, the family dynamic?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think, you know, every parent wants their kid to grow up to be literate and a good, contributing, happy member of society. And uh, we're finding the first step to literacy. Actually, I think there are a couple of frameworks. One's called the Daily Five. Uh, And the first step to literacy is listening to reading. So this is before you know your letters, before you can sound out sounds on a paper, you listen to other people reading to you. And this is a great way, again, in an independent way with or without parental supervision, you can listen to people reading stories. And that's a great entry point into becoming literate uh, for the child.
0: Yeah. And hopefully, you know, my hope is at least certainly for my kids when, when they're growing up is, uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time sitting down and on a couch and snuggling up and, you know, reading a book together and whatnot. And whether it's through a library book, or, you know, perhaps listening to a, a Tony, there's, I think I would want to just encourage parents not to just see it as a, just, you know, a thing to keep the kid busy with, which which has tons of value as well, but, you know, maybe curl up together and, and listen to a, a Tony or, or augment that by, you know, getting some books from the library and, and spending some additional time uh, together. Now that now that the child is really enjoying stories and Developing that that interest in reading and listening, so
1: certainly, yeah, I think you know it's a great way for kids and parents to spend time together, I and mean, it's a, a great something for kids to to use independently. So either way, there's there's not like one that's better than the other um, because both settings are, are really important.
0: Yeah, for sure. You yeah, know, I was just saying, though, one other thing that was really intrigued about, I was someone who used to travel a lot as a consultant, and always found it hard to be you know away from my kids and trying to find creative ways to, to connect. And, you know, before we were started recording the show, we were talking a little, you know, a little bit about that. Like you have this, this feature where I think you've got like this little app, right. Where you can, you can pop it up and you can create a, a message or, you know, even read a story or whatever, and then send that through the Tony. And, and so, you know, as a child, tricky things I had is, you know, yeah, I did things like through zoom and whatnot. Do you sort of have like this screen where you can see me, but I think there's something particularly interesting about kind of being represented physically. Right. You've got this fun little box that you could squeeze in and hold. I imagine and you've got like grandma or grandpa talking or, you know, maybe dad's in the military or whatever and he's he's not here, but now I can kinda hold this thing, which is you know, it's got dad's voice in it. I, I gotta think there there's something powerful about that too.
1: Yeah, I think you know. right now we're in a world where we aren't as close physically to a lot of our loved ones as we'd like to be. I think just to hear somebody's voice that you know, like to hear a grandparent, to hear a friend, that is a great thing for a child as they learn and grow and, and develop relationships. And so uh, I really love the creative Tonys for a variety of reasons, but one of which is that you, know, you can read a bedtime story, you can send a personalized message from anywhere in the world through the app, send it over on the cloud. And, you know, in 10 seconds, it's on that creative Tony. So the next time the, the child puts it on the box, they're going to hear that pre-recorded message. And they have it, you know, it's a, it's a keepsake, because then it stays on there. And, you know, you have that on demand uh, to listen to anytime you want.
0: Now, As you're saying, like, each of the stories has like its own special character, which actually the character itself kind of represents the story like it downloads the the audio and and allows you to play Can if my kids have a bunch of these stories and they've got some friends with some stories can they like mix them up and share their, their stories and characters with each other how does that yeah, work? yeah
1: yeah you can so when you get a tony box you can log in on the website or on the app and you can share kind of your household so anyone that you share your household with you send them an email invitation they sign up and then when you record something you can send it to you know any tony that you want and so anybody who has that tony can then you know have that message
0: right but like for the stories themselves too like like the peter rabbit story if i wanted to give that to uh, a neighbor's kid you had a twenty box too. Yeah. My, my 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 kid wanted to give it to their friend. Like, hey, you got to listen to sure, sure Peter Rabbit, or you know, let's or you know, we're gonna have like a playtime, right? All safely, of course, in COVID times, and <laughs> they want to listen to the story together. Can they uh, share their little Peter Rabbit?
1: Yeah, for the content ones, it, it the ownership of the, the content comes with the characters. So it's not that you can duplicate the, the stories digitally. But you know, if, if you give them Peter Rabbit, you let them borrow it or, or whatnot, then you know, they can listen to it, you can swap or trade. And so there's a little bit of collectability and, and swapping that can go on as well.
0: Very cool. Other things that I think really important for our listeners to know in terms of you know, what the, the 20 box is trying sure. to do or what it's where it's going?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, I spent a lot of time thinking about this because it's my job. And so I feel like I might be building something prematurely in my mind as to what it can be and what it could be, because right now we're just kind of trying to tell people what Tony boxes are, plays, songs, and stories, and all of that. But I really have a, a vision for this, which is to take a look at the two sides of Tony's, which are the content Tony's, the ones that are pre recorded uh, with content, and the creative Tony's, which are, are the empty ones. And I see that as a continuum where one is a passive kind of consumer experience of listening to stories. Learning how to tell stories, learning, you know, who the heroes of the stories are, the challenges that they overcome, and kind of the rewards that they have. Every good story is a hero overcoming an obstacle to get a reward. And my vision is to give children enough of those stories so they can start to learn how to overcome their own challenges and also how to tell their own stories, because so much of life moving up in the world and becoming educated and pursuing a trade or a passion, it's all very narrative based. And and the better you can tell stories, the better you can accomplish your goals. And so I'm trying to train children on that process to take them from a consumer experience and keep that because it's always great to continue listening to stories, but not have that be its own destination, but to ultimately have the goal to take you from a passive consumer experience into a creation or a creator experience through writing your own songs, writing your own stories, you know, being creative in new and different ways. And so I see it very much hand in hand between, you know, the passive and the active uh, opportunities with Tony's.
0: Well, if if you can start to to nail that one man, you've got a, you've got a home run. Cause I think that's, that's really the, the sensitive line for us as parents, right? Is I, mean, I even had this conversation last, last night with one of my kids who just tends to gravitate to Netflix or, or whatever much more than my other two. It's not that like, for me, I see everything as a, as a tool, as a possibility. You know, if technology is being used in a creative way, then I'm much more excited than if it's just watching another episode of something. So what do you see as, as some of the key elements to helping kids make that that shift? Yeah, as you look as you think ahead,
1: I think it's really difficult. And, and I think, you know, I see it as there being a gap. So before I was at Tony's, I, I spent, you know, a few years at Lego, which was a childhood, you know, favorite brand of mine. And the longer I worked at Lego, I saw, you know, these great products, just delighting children, but most of them, you know, 90 95% of them were box of bricks, you buy it, you take it home, you dump it out. And there's an instruction book, there's step one, there's step two, step three, all the way to step 100. And you have this nice little fun experience, but it's all dictated as to what you Mm -hmm. should do. And so it's great to learn how to build a spaceship or a a castle or or what have you. That's one type of experience. But I, I feel like that doesn't teach you necessarily all of the skills to, to be a builder or, or to be a creator in that sense. And then you might say, Oh, well, we have, you know, the yellow bucket of bricks where you can create anything that you want. And that's true. And, you know, Lego classic you know, has been around forever, you know, dump it out and build to your heart's content.
0: I still got a few garbage <laughs> bags full of that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: But and, and that's, you know, a small portion of you know the Lego sets that they sell. But there's he, this huge gap which bridges that be, be, between having something that's entirely structured, A to Z, and having an open, empty, you know, canvas, you know, go out and build. Because you know, if I if I do that, if I tell my kids to do that, they might make the same tiny little plane with tiny little wheels or the tiny little house. They don't have mm. the skills to make something really magnificent, and so
0: or or, or just even the awareness of what's possible,
1: right. And so I I call this the guided masterpiece because you have to show people the path from going to a master build that someone else did into making your own master build. And it doesn't have to just be Lego. That's just an example. But I think the way that we do that is to teach the elements along the way and to give creative constraints. So coming back to Tony's, you know, if I give my kids a bunch of content Tony's and tell them to listen to stories, and then I give them a creative Tony and say, go make your own story they're going to come back with some like less than stellar effort of like a 30 second long story. Well, if I go to them and I say, tell me a story about, you know, worms having to fit into their school after moving from the next town over, then that's like a specific thing that's silly, but it gives them a constraint where they have some stimulus, they have something to riff off of, and that helps them fill in the gaps. And so I see that as bridging, between the the structured to the unstructured in a way that develops uh, creative skills and imagination.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's 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 really fascinating, really exciting, and obviously, you know, you have a chance to you know test and and evaluate that kind of information being a, a tech a tech startup. So I'm be really curious to see how that how that unfolds. I was actually, you know, just even thinking in my own mind, you know, I think my, my older son. At least currently, beyond the, the age of Tonys, maybe that'll change. Yeah, I, I think he could use a bit more structure and, and stimulus. <laughs> like I just even thinking my own efforts, I tend to let. I'm also a big believer in just allowing kids to to fight through boredom and and come up with interesting ideas and whatnot. But I think he's the kind of person, just with the way he's wired, that he actually really needs additional supports more so than. You know, say my other two. So that's so what you're saying is, is, is really resonating.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot of uh, some kids just get it and you can just give them a, a blank canvas and they'll just go to town on it. But I, I think, you know, and from what I have uh, listened to your podcast, I, I think you kind of see it the same way as, as we're teaching a lot of kids to like, learn for the test, like what's going to be on the test. And let's memorize it. Let's put it in our short-term memory so that we can forget it after we test. And so there's all these things about the schooling system that isn't really empowering kids in, in a way that we have the opportunity to do. And so that's what part of my focus is on with really teaching those skills that are not just memorizable, but applicable in new and different ways.
0: Right now, what, what would you say are kind of the the, the age group range for for Tonys and and how is that perhaps going to evolve over the next while?
1: Yeah, so we launched in Germany in 2016 and uh, expanded to the UK in 2018. Got uh, Disney as one of our master licenses, so that's helped us, you know, come to the US. With uh, what we've launched with is is about you know 25 30 characters, a lot of which are the Disney princesses, you know, Pixar characters, things like that. That's because those are the characters that we had already created over in Europe. So right now, a lot of our content uh, in the US is gearing towards the preschool ages of, of three, four, five. But uh, as we continue to release, you know, new, new tone every month. And as we take a look at kind of some you know, literary titles, all of the favorite storybooks from when I was a kid, as well as the contemporary ones, getting into nonfiction content, some really great partners, you know, household names that uh, people recognize, I think that's really going to broaden the appeal uh, up to the older ages of, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, and then the creative Tonys, I, I think, you know, really, there's no age limit on because, you know, my 11 year old loves the creative Tonys, she loves, you know, silly songs and stories. And then, you know, bringing in the loved ones and grandparents, you know, there's really no upper age limit when it comes to creating your own content. That's very
0: true. Awesome. Well, is there anything else we haven't covered today, uh, Drew, that I think we should let our listeners know about?
1: I don't think so. I I definitely appreciate the opportunity. This is something I'm passionate about, you know, above and beyond my work uh, at Tony's, you know, I'm a dad, I'm an advocate of early childhood development. I've just seen so many opportunities for improving the childhood experience. And so I appreciate uh, you having me on to to give me an opportunity to share some of that with your listeners.
0: Fantastic. And where can listeners find one of these amazing Tony boxes?
1: Uh, yeah. So we're at Tony's.com. That's our direct to consumer experience. We are also on Amazon and target.com and in about uh, 350 or 400 independent toy retailers across the country.
0: Cool. Well, we'll have a, a link to, uh, to your website in the, in the show notes. So people can find it there as well. And Drew, I really appreciate you coming on the, the show today. Really enjoyed it.
1: All right. Thanks so much for having me.